Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Our reactions to how the in-season tournament is landing league-wide. Indiana's Tyrese Halliburton and Minnesota's Anthony Edwards. Can they force their way into this season's MVP race? And the 65-game threshold. LeBron James, Stephen Curry, Kevin Durant. Will those 30-somethings all play at least 65 games to get themselves into the various award races they want to compete in? All that's next here on This League Uncut. Welcome to This League Uncut. World of 24 hour NBA news. This news, you lose. Chris Haynes, it's go time. Mark Stein, it's showtime. Boom shakalaka. This league and cut is underway and on fire. This should be a good one. Everyone, welcome in and happy Thanksgiving from the whole This League Uncut squad. Mark Stein here with Chris Haynes, producer Ryan Music. We are recording on Wednesday afternoon. What time is it on the East Coast? After five on the East Coast. So the Milwaukee-Boston showdown that mm. Chris Haynes couldn't wait to see is almost here. That's just a couple hours away. Also, less than a day away now for the Hotel Haynes to be invaded by Countless family members, so a lot going on at the Haynes Hotel in Sacramento. I'm in L.A. I was, man, I still want to call it Staples every time. I was at the Crypto.com Arena last night, saw the Lakers dismantle the Jazz, saw LeBron James score his 39,000th career point. But even... And far, we're both in California right now, even way out here. I think the talk of the NBA as we woke up today was what happened. Indiana, Atlanta, 157-152. Scoreboard overload. Everyone around the league is going nuts about what Tyrese Halliburton is doing, and we will get to that in a moment. But let us, uh, really, we conceived doing this. We don't normally tape at this afternoon hour. But we did it Monday. We're doing it again today. And this way, the pod will be out during Wednesday night's overloaded slate of games. 14 games tonight. But nobody, Chris Haynes, is playing tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is off in the NBA. So we're going to start with a trivia question. Once the regular season begins, this season it began on October 24th, the season typically lasts about 170 days. That's that's the ballpark figure. How many days from start of the regular season 
to end of the regular season is there is zero NBA basketball. An avid reader of my Substack, like yourself, should know this one because I actually put <laughs> put this in my Substack recently. Since you read every issue, every since you read every post, cover to cover, I know you know this answer. How many days? Uh, how many days out of those one seventy is there no NBA basketball? Since I didn't read your latest yet. <laughs> I, I or, would the, have to take... or the one five epi- four, or five six issues ago when I actually wrote about this. That I don't know why be, I keep calling them. Uh, that, They're not that, episodes. These are episodes. Those are just those are just plain old stories. Uh, I'm gonna take an educated guess. We have. Hold on. Answer this question real quick. Is election day accounted for? Yeah, that's one okay. of them. All right. Okay. Two. That's two. I'm going to say four. Very good guess. Had you read the Stein line cover to cover, you would know that the answer is actually five. There are five. There are only five. Once the regular season clock starts ticking, there are only five days on the calendar that there are no NBA games. Election day, as you said, which was November 7th this season. Thanksgiving. Christmas Eve, April 8th, which is the Monday that the NCAA Division I Men's Basketball Championship is contested. That Monday night where the Final Four wraps up, there is no NBA games. Sorry, Ryan, three. Let me do that again. Three, two, one. That Monday night when the Final Four wraps up with the championship game, there are no NBA games that night. And then the final day before the regular season, April 13th in this case, because all 30 teams, the way the NBA does it now, all 30 teams play on the final day of the regular season. So four, sorry, Ryan, I got a cough. Three, two, one. So four, I must say, was a pretty good guess. So I've been covering the league, I think this is my 13th year now. I don't think I've ever recognized that NBA games have never been played on Christmas Eve. I wouldn't have, yeah, that's I wouldn't what, have got that. It actually was not always so that there were no games on Thanksgiving. The one that stands out in my memory, I'm sure there was more than one Thanksgiving that I actually covered an NBA game, but the one that I really remember, my first year at ESPN was 2002-2003. That season, I moved... My 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 first year at ESPN, they they made me live in Connecticut. So I had just left Dallas. What happens? I leave Dallas and the Mavericks start the season 14 and 0. Best start in franchise history. On that Thanksgiving, they played at Indiana and they lost. That was their first loss of the season on Thanksgiving. So I do remember that one, but it's more recent than that that the NBA finally said, you know, we're going away from Thanksgiving games. But yeah, so no Thanksgiving, no Christmas Eve, no comp. They don't want to go head to head with the Final Four championship game. And then they want everybody resting on the last day before the regular season because they want all 30 teams playing. Stein, but- hold, on. I, hold on. What I gathered from that, what stuck out to me is you spent an entire year in Bristol. Yes. Actually had to move there. You really want that whole story right now? I, I've told you this story. Uh, no, I didn't know that. I didn't know you ever lived in Bristol. Yeah, so my first year there, uh, I was told that I got the job, which obviously I was, you know, it was career changing to get that job. And it's interesting. I hope Steve Weish doesn't mind me telling this story because Steve Weish, who you probably know, outstanding reporter for the yep. NFL Network. Steve Weish and I went head-to-head for two straight jobs. The Washington Post, we both interviewed for the Wizards job to replace Rick Buecher. And I had interned at the Post. And Weish beat me out for that job. And I was crushed because having interned for the Post, I badly wanted to be a staff writer there. But Weish beat me out for that one. And then a few years later, we both ended up going for this ESPN.com job. And this time the fortune smiled upon me and I got it. And I had been, 
I had been freelancing for ESPN. For it, It's funny, in the early days of ESPN.com, they didn't have a full-time NBA writer. So what they did was um, David Aldrich was working on the TV side, mm-hmm. and then Buker ended up for them on the magazine, and they would both write for ESPN.com. But they were, you know, Aldrich was ESPN's TV reporter on the NBA, and, and Rick Buker was a magazine staff writer. So what they genuine, what they did in the early days of ESPN.com, they filled, they would, they, it was so small time back then that they basically, they, they only wrote on, they only had a fresh new piece on weekdays, Monday through Friday. And it was basically one new piece. And in those days there were only four divisions. So they had freelancers from each of the four divisions. And then Aldrich would write once a week. And that was ESPN.com's coverage for years like that. So, so Mike Monroe, who, who I, I know, you know, as well, who's, been in San Antonio for the last, I don't know, 20 odd years after many, many years in Denver. Mike was the Midwest division correspondent. He was covering the Nuggets then for the Denver Post and covering the league for the Denver Post. He got a job at Fox Sports and that opened up a freelancer spot at ESPN on the Midwest division. And I started, I got that and I started doing one, one Midwest division column a week. So that kind of got me in with ESPN. And then when they finally had a full-time opening, knock on wood, I get it. But the catch was we had to move to Connecticut. And so we leave Dallas. I had just gotten married. Mrs. Stein was pregnant with our firstborn, Alexander the Greatest, who was actually officially born in Hartford because we, that one year we lived, uh, we lived there. And after year one, I was like, guys, I'm two hours from the Nets. I'm two hours from the Knicks. I'm two hours from the Celtics. I'm an outsider at all these places, and it's so hard to get to. Please let me go back to Dallas. And they said yes. So, all right. Okay. I, I know we're going to get to basketball, everybody. Hold on. We're going to get to basketball. I promise we will. You just got married. Yeah. And how in the hell did you convince your wife to, after just getting married, to move to Bristol, Connecticut? Was was that easy? It was not easy. But Mrs. Stein, she's the greatest. Oh, she's a keeper. Oh, she's a, you. You knew you she's had something. Very, she is you a very, very something. patient and brave woman. Yeah, no, literally, literally, and that was also that late, late in that summer, we got married, and the FIBA, what is now known as the FIBA World Cup, the World Championships, were in Indianapolis that September. So that, like my first assignment for ESPN, if I if I'm remembering this right, was doing the FIBA World, what what now is the FIBA World Cup. So it's like right away I had to just jump right into it. Mm. Then the season started. Move, move to Connecticut, and wow. uh, one year in Central Connecticut. Let's just say that was uh, that was plenty. Wow, I, I understand. I, I spent man, I would go there when when I was at ESPN. I probably went to Bristol twelve about twelve times a year. And uh, I couldn't imagine being there 365 days. Yeah, it yeah. is great when you fly in, stay at the hotel for three days, do yeah. a bunch of TV, high five everybody, and then you're off to the airport. <laughs> that that's great. That's fine. But Man. yeah, that was a uh, kudos to Miss Stein. Mrs. Stein. I mean, because yeah, I mean, we got married, and a year later had our had our first had our firstborn. It was a lot. It was a lot. There was a lot going on. I just like, I just like, I hope people appreciate that too. Just, just the stories, you know, hearing the, hearing the flight of getting up there and what, what it takes, the, the chances you have to take the, the and just to put a bow on all that, then, you know, Steve Weish swiftly move over to the NFL and became an NFL reporting superstar. So he, 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 uh, he did just fine without the NBA in his life. So shout out to Steve Weish. Awesome story. Awesome story. And then Chris Haynes takes me miles off course. Let the spirit move you. Not, nothing wrong with that. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. 
featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. So, Chris Haynes, now it's my turn to ask some questions. We've seen a lot of in-season tournament basketball. And last night, everybody got so excited about the Indy-Atlanta game. So now that we've, I mean, you know where the the crotchety old man stands. Tell me what you're seeing. How is the in-season tournament winning you over to any degree? Are you more into it than you were? Talk to me. I wouldn't know that it's winning me over. Um, can I tell that there's a difference? I'm, I'm going to tell you the, 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 the slight difference that I can tell in play um, is towards the end of the game. And I'm, a, I'm going to point to a Milwaukee Bucks-Charlotte Hornets game. Adrian Griffin left his starters in longer in, in the game that they had already, you know, they, they had it won. But he left them in longer than usual because, you know, the point differential, that plays a factor into it. You know, if there's a tie break, then it goes by the point differential. And uh, I think Cliff, I didn't notice that time, but I guess Steve Clifford had a problem. And Adrian Griffin had to talk to Clifford and tell him, hey, nothing personal. You know, I, I wouldn't ordinarily do this, but, you know, this is – the way this in-season tournament is set up. So we're, we're trying to win uh, by as much as possible. And Stein, I love that. I love it. You know, I'm not one of those ones that that, that talks about, hey, you know, it, it, there's a rule. There's an unwritten rule. You, you don't shoot the ball when you're, okay, I get it. Yeah, all right. It'd be nice if they did. But you know what else you can do? You can play defense to the end. You can do that. So I kind of like. Um, you know, leaving guys in a little bit longer, especially you know, you know, sometimes guys just need a rhythm, and you want to you you want you want it to try to flow into the next game, but so that's that's the only difference, you know, just in strategy that I've seen, noticeably seen. But now, as we get into the later rounds of this in season tournament, you know, I think that's where we're going to really because um, players are players and coaches are still trying to figure out like how significant this is. They know it's something different, but I think it's going to take to the latter stages of it until we really see a, a true difference maker. What about yourself? Yeah, I mean, look, I mean, you know I've been such a loud skeptic, so I don't want to keep harping on the same stuff because, I mean, look, the, the natural question after a game last night 
like we saw Indiana 157, Atlanta 152. The natural question that people are going to pose is, was that because of the in-season tournament? Were these teams more dialed in because the Pacers were trying to clinch their spot atop the group? And, you know, last night we did get the first two teams. The Pacers and the Lakers are the first two of the eight quarterfinalists. And the eight, and the quarterfinals, that's when this thing becomes a knockout competition. But, look, I, I, I'm just not buying that. And, again, people... Presumably people at the league office will say, oh, Stein, you're just you're never going to give this thing a chance. There's nothing we can do to convince you. But I mean, I'm I'm sorry. I'm old enough to remember an early season game. In this case, it was early December. But of course, starring Steve Nash against Jason Kidd, Phoenix against Brooklyn. Oh, six, oh, seven range. So, you know, a good 15 years ago. Okay, December 2006, says producer Ryan. Suns, 161. Nets, 157. Yes, that went to double overtime, but that was the same kind of crazy game. And, you know, so was last night's scoreline and intensity inspired by the in-season tournament? I don't know that there's any way to prove it. I just want this thing to get to the knockout point. And, you know, my initial quarrel with it. And I know this is not easy to do. What I'm asking for is not easy. It cannot be just like soccer where in these, the soccer tournaments that the, the in-season tournament is modeled after it is not just single elimination, but it has teams from other divisions. We don't have that model in North American major team sports. It's not easy for the NBA to just bring in two extra teams from the Euro League or the G League or whatever. It's just it's just not logistically easy to do. But what 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 I think people are going to really love is when this thing gets to the final four, especially when we get to Vegas, there are four teams, there are real knockout games. Eventually down the road, what I really hope cuz I'm sorry these group games just don't do anything for me. And the courts, it's not about the courts. The courts there's very mixed opinions about the courts. Some people hate them. Some people grudgingly like them. Whether you hate them or like them, they get us talking. But that's just cosmetic nonsense. That's not that, that <laughs> people 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 are not going to watch. Even if they love the court, they're not going to watch a bunch of games because they're not going to go. Oh yes, this is game three with our awesome court. It's just that's not going to happen. But it's just to differentiate I, from the the regular season games that's all you know so people well, the reason they need that, that is because these four group games that everybody plays are regular season games that count twice and that's the part that i just mm-hmm. i just don't like that and i just hope that in the future down the road you know is this something they can actually carve out of the 82 games can they cuz they don't want to add to 82 they certainly don't want to make the season longer than it is so you're not you can't add games to 82 it's already too long but can they take out a week or two of the regular season and again all 30 teams and all of us know-it-alls and all of us grumpy old men like me we all go to Vegas for a week or two and just play a 30 team knockout tournament put all the teams in a hat mix it up mix up east and west that's another thing that drives me nuts about this east and west are kept apart until the championship game why yeah. We do that in the playoffs. It would be better if East and West were mixed up here too so we could just have some variety, something truly different besides courts and uniforms. So I just hope down the road that's where we go because I know know you'll be in Vegas. I'm trying to get myself to Vegas. I do want to see what happens in Vegas when it's neutral site, true knockout, and I do think players are more excited about the idea of winning 500 grand each than we probably realize. I think, I think guys do care about that, but only the winning team gets that much. So with your suggestion in carving out another week or two throughout the regular season to do this, right. Would those stats go into the regular season stats or they'll be separate? Cause if, 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 if you say no, players will not go for that. Hey, and you just raised a tremendous counterpoint because I say I would say it should be completely separate. Yeah, the, a tournament 
should be separate, but you're absolutely right. Even if you could do this thing in a week, and I don't think you could do it all in one week. I think it would have to, it would have to stretch into a second week because otherwise you'd have, you'd have back to backs. So, um, I, I, I don't think you want to just do it in one single week, but yeah, I mean, it's four, five, six games, or I guess if you, if, I mean, if it's true single elimination, you might only play one game. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it needs to be separate. And again, it's not, that's not easy to do either. You just raised a great point. And then there's other logistical issues. What happens to the team that lose, you know, six, you know, if you have a 30 team tournament, let's say you give buys to the top two seeds and then 28 teams play in the first round. So 14 teams are only going to play one game. Then a bunch of teams will only play two games. I mean, it does it does create a whole bunch of issues, but my point is if if we don't have teams from other leagues competing, we have to emphasize the knockout portion of the show. That's the part that will make it truly different and get people excited if there's a knockout competition. If the Boston Celtics get a terrible draw and have to play a really good team early and then the Celtics are knocked out and that opens it up for somebody else like that is more of a true tournament than what this is in year one. But overall, I think we have to wait until we get to the knockout stages to see just because I think that's where the, we're really going to see the intensity picked up. Because again, you know, the, these the, the group play and these different divisions, nobody really knows who's in what group. You know, nobody has that memorized yet. Exactly. Even, I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. really hard to keep track of this. Yeah, that's that, and that's that's why I'm saying, like, when it gets to the latter stages, like, that's where you're really going to be able to tell. Okay, this is serious. This is, and then I forgot producer Ryan because I don't want to stop taping. But producer Ryan, if you can find, there was a player who suggested, I think, it was some star level player this past week suggested that the in season tournament winner should get a free birth to the playoffs. Um, so by him, whoever this individual is, they, they said this past week. Was it Halliburton? I think it was Halliburton. I think it was. I believe it was Halliburton. And if if they're suggesting that, Stein, that would lead me to believe that most probably don't think 500000 is enough to be on board and fully – you know, engulfed in this in-season tournament. So if they're still coming up with different suggestions, it, it was Halliburton. Thank you, producer Brian. Thank you, Stein. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't think – I don't like that, you know, because then you just <laughs> – and, and then, like, why are you even playing the rest of the regular season if you are, already got an automatic – Yeah, and that's, that's probably too much. And, yeah. you know, then there was the, you know, whoever wins should get draft compensation for their team and then, you know, why would the players care about getting their team draft picks so they can replace someone who's already on the current roster? So look, you just did it very well where I threw out my scenario and right away you came up with well, what happens to the stats. And that is a big deal. And so whatever format we propose, whatever changes are thrown out there, there will always be counter arguments to it and logistical problems that the NBA is going to have to smooth over. And I think that's a big reason why they chose this format for year one because by choosing the way they've done it by making four group games essentially be regular season games that count twice. The only scheduled gymnastics they have to do now there's, you know, the week in early December where they've got to come up with games for the team, you know, teams that don't advance to the quarterfinals have to add a couple games to their schedule because teams were only given 80 games at the beginning of the season rather than 82. But this NBA, the format the NBA has chosen, it only adds one extra game to the schedule for the two teams that make the championship game on December 9th. So I think what really appealed to them was that they could go through this whole experiment in year one without causing a lot of disruption. What I'm proposing would cause more disruption because even if you go to Vegas for a week and a half, there will be teams that lose home dates. They will not like that. They don't want to give up. The teams that do well at the gate, especially, are not going to want to forfeit home games because now they're losing revenue. And there will be 
scheduling nightmares that the NBA would have to confront because with true single elimination, obviously only two teams make the finals. And so all the teams in the tournament, all 30 are playing a different number of games and that causes its own share of problems. So I do get all that. But again, to me, why did they ask LL Cool J to redo Mama Said Knock You Out? Because the knockout part, that's the good stuff. Yeah. You know, that's like group games that aren't really group games. Regular season games disguised as group games. They just, again, like you said, it's too hard to follow who's in A, B, C, D, E, or F. I mean. Yeah. that's and Let me let me elaborate just so people understand what I'm talking about with players. Uh, most players wouldn't go for not having their stats, their stats accounted for. No player wants to play five games and say that they're, they're on a hot streak in that five games early in the season. They don't want those stats just wiped away. Don't, don't count. You know, you know, it, don't, it matters. You know, it matters. You know, all, all the, you know, their, their time. And, you know, so I, I know, I, you know, I've spoken to a few players about that already. And that was, um, that was one of their concerns uh, before the end season tournament was even implemented. So, I know that would be uh, something that they would probably push back on. Um, you know, playoffs, that's a different story. You know, playoffs is the playoffs. Stats, you know, there are stats for the playoffs. But that that is that is something else that they will have an issue with. They try to just say the, the stats wouldn't, um, wouldn't go into the regular season numbers. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Anne Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. Now, though, I'm going to pay a compliment to the in-season tournament because I do think this is somewhat of a factor. To me, there's been less MVP chatter in November, which always strikes me as a little too early to get too deep into it. But look, the reason, one of the main reasons that this in-season tournament was conceived by the NBA, obviously it's about money and about creating content and a product that they can offer up to potential partners in a new media rights deal to maybe sell the tournament separately to 
a rights holder. So, I mean, there, there's all kinds of financial incentives for potentially doing it, but also something that has long concerned the NBA is trying to make the regular season more meaningful. And one of the reasons we've talked about this before on this pod, and this is one of my, one of my favorite things to kind of remind everyone about is the reason the NBA never pushes back on heated NBA debate or NBA debates that start really early in the season, probably earlier than they should. It's because again, winning the regular season MVP award, probably the highest individual honor that there is in the sport that gives the regular season meaning. And the league's hope was that the in-season tournament could add to that and become something else that gets people excited in November and December when normally all the focus is on the NFL and college football. But one of the benefits this season, I think, and maybe it's an unintended benefit or maybe there's no correlation and I'm just inventing a correlation, but I feel like there's been so much focus from the league on marketing the in-season tournament and working on in-season tournament awareness that there's somehow been less MVP chatter than we normally get this time of year. And then I kind of violated my own rule to an extent by writing about the MVP race on Tuesday in my Substack. But the point really wasn't to say who is or isn't leading the chase or, you know, it's, it's way too soon for that kind of talk, but really just to kind of bring home the point as something to discuss, something to monitor, something to keep our eyes on. Because again, it is amazing that no American player has won the MVP, the regular season MVP award in the NBA. No American has won that. Since a former Houston Rocket, I'm sure you remember, named James Harden in 2017-18. Since then, it's been Giannis twice. It's been Jokic twice. Embiid last year. Luka Doncic, widely considered a future MVP. He doesn't have one yet. Canada's Shea Gilgis-Alexander. He ended up on the All-NBA first team last year. So you got those five foreign players having accounted for the last five MVPs and Doncic and SGA as contenders to join that club in the future. So there's not a lot of room for new competition, but... I wanted to just throw that out there because it's been interesting at the start of the season just to see the various guys who are off to good starts. Jason Tatum is off to a huge start in Boston. And this brings me back to Halliburton, who is, you know, if the Pacers can make a run at 50 wins, I mean, Halliburton is going to, he's going to be in this discussion. And again, you know, this is, we're early in the season. Um, with that being said, let me look at, some of the players, American players, who have a shot. Um, I, I still think you have to put Joker up there. You got to put Embiid up there. Giannis, for sure. Like, those are probably the three favorites, the three top favorites to win the award. But what American has a legitimate shot? Tatum, possibly. Boston got off to a pretty quick, um, quick start. I still think that's an uphill battle. Um, you know, can Minnesota be... Is this sustainable? You know, will they remain atop of the West? And if so, Anthony Edwards definitely has to be considered. Yes, indeed. I should have mentioned him. That's my bad. Yeah. But um, aside from that, Stein, I mean, Pacers, uh, I got to see more. I got to see more. Oh, no question. And that's why it's too early to get into specifics like what's Halliburton's chances. But he's played so well. And look, Maxi too, Tyrese Maxi's. Now, is is Maxi going to be able to keep his production where it's been in Philly? And is he ever going to be able to beat out Joel Embiid on his own team? But you said it. If Minnesota continues to live at the top of the West, the upper tier of the Western Conference, Anthony Edwards is going to be in this discussion. And if Indiana can make a run at 50 wins, I do think Halliburton will at least get a mention. And then then it's, you know, but these 30-somethings are just amazing. LeBron turns 39 in December. Stephen Curry turns 36 in March. Kevin Durant just turned 35 in September. All three of them are playing at an MVP level. Now, will their teams win enough for them to get in the top five? That's something to watch. But 
you know, it's, it's just, it's, I just threw it out there yesterday as just something to monitor and to keep in your mind. It's an interesting thing. It's a fun game to play. Who is the next slash first American who can end this dominance of international stars? And for many of our colleagues, fellow pundits, Jason Tatum was a very popular preseason pick to be the guy and win his first MVP. But, um, yeah, I mean, I think you said it. I mean, you the, the conversation still starts with Joker, Giannis, and Embiid, and and I think you know Luca not far off, depending on how many games the Mavs win, and the, the Thunder have been spectacular early. So, I mean, that's certainly going to help SGA's case. And there is a lot of international stardom at the top of this race. And to pose another question too, Stein. So, so, so say we do have an American-born MVP coming up. Will it be a retread or will it be somebody new? So let me rephrase that. Do you think the chances are higher that the next American MVP is a retread or a new MVP winner? I think new, and the reason I say that is because we also have to factor in the 65-game rule. And the reality is... LeBron, what he's doing right now is at his, at, you know, at almost 39 has never been seen before. I mean, what the stat came out today, he's shooting like 66% in fourth quarters. Steph was playing lights out until he had the knee injury that knocked him out for a few games. And Durant is playing second or third most minutes in the league. They haven't even seen Bradley Beal yet. And Durant's been out of this world. So the question, the, the question for those three guys, it's twofold. A, are their teams going to win enough for them to get up the ladder, up the MVP ladder? And B, will, will those three guys play 65 games? Because Now, cor- correct me if I'm wrong, Stein. The 65 games is required even for all NBA teams, correct? Yes. They will. If, they, if they're healthy. They're, they're not a lot. Look, LeBron, KD, they're not – going to waste a season not trying to still um, accumulate awards. That that's, that's not going to happen. So if they are healthy enough, they're going for that. Believe me. But all three of those guys, it's championship or bust. So you're telling me they're going to, I mean, I'm, if they're, at- it's still, they're still added to their legacy. No, it still matters. It still matters. LeBron is not, if he has a chance to add another all NBA to his resume, he's adding it. Kevin Durant, same thing. They are not wasting season. I, yes, I championship bus, but no, they they're adding to their legacy right now. That is very important. So I guarantee you, whatever maintenance plan they have intact, in resting plan or whatever, is taken into consideration on how you know how they can get that rest and still get the sixty five games. Now you can't account for injuries that happen and things like that. But no, Stein, no, nah, they they're still trying to add to their resume. See, this is good. You. On multiple occasions in this festive Thanksgiving pod, you took this conversation in, into directions that I was not expecting. So kudos to you. The holiday season, Stein. That's what happens. You know, the and it's funny moves. because it's so funny because obviously we can see each other as we're recording this and uh, our audience cannot. But it's been funny in this you in this episode. You are the calm, you are the calm one trying to, you know, be the wise old head, Stein, just calm down. Let's see, you know, you're trying to, you're trying to bring a restrained, relaxed tone to the conversation. Well, I have about 25 other family members arriving today, so I'm trying to prepare myself. They're all, Uh, it's all today. They're getting today. Yeah. Most of them get in today. I have already, I got a household of, uh, 15 right now in the house so it's amazing that you haven't heard any noise you know in anything right now so i guess my um, point is i think you've enjoyed taking the role of the old head and this one letting me go off on my on my little in-season tournament tangents and well listen i mean it, it comes with age that's what happens you know what I'm saying, Stein? So I wouldn't, you know, I, I wouldn't say this is the, the new me. Uh, you know, I'll probably go back to my old self in the next episode, but it, it is what it is right now, Stein. I'm feeling good right now. You know, sweet potato pie is my favorite pie, my favorite dessert of all time. 
you got to have you some, Stein, if you never had any sweet potato pie. But anyway, my mom is down there, and I smell it right now. I smell it coming out the oven right now. So I'm in a good mood, Stein. There's so you are, you can and do. you, so all this food is being prepared at the Hotel Haynes as we speak. The, the desserts right now are being made, yes. And but, you are not going to touch it until tomorrow. You're not going to touch anything till tomorrow. Oh, no, I'm still in a pie. My mom makes about seven sweet potato pies. I'm still in one, and I'm hiding it in my room. And so I'll be eating that. Tonight. Yeah, I'll be eating that tonight, yes. I'm, you see, I'm trying to talk. I'm trying to whisper. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think anyone coming to your house listens to our podcast? Uh, yeah, they listen, but they listen. They'll, they'll hear it like weeks later. <laughs> at that time cool i'm you know i'm not mrs haynes won't hear this podcast she'll, and know that you're gonna swipe she'll one hear of these it pies. weeks later she'll hear it weeks later i'm like girl i already said that i you know i was just i'm like that was just in a moment no don't worry about it girl you know because i told her i let her know hey occasionally you come up occasionally our relationship occasionally you know the struggles we go through yeah uh, ties and might, losses how, yeah, how does that land over <laughs> no, she she liked that one that was cool she got that one. She said, as long as you let them know that you're the one that take most of the losses. I'm like, yeah, I told the truth. Yeah, You take all the losses. Yeah, yeah. I, t- I told the truth. That's sure. You're playing for a tie. Yeah, <laughs> no problem. Everyone, thanks so much for joining us. I hope you have, we hope you have a tremendous Thanksgiving. Hope you get some good family time. Again, no NBA games on Thanksgiving. So hopefully if you have some NBA cravings, or you find yourself in the midst of a hellacious holiday commute, bring us with you. Listen to us when you're on the, man, being here in LA, people just, I mean, the, the, the talk about Thanksgiving traffic, it starts on Tuesday. The just shocking images of cars stacked on the freeway and nobody moving. I have to I have to go shout out to Carlos Garcia. You know, I like to shout out people who reach out and, and say they've listened to the pod. Carlos Garcia reached out to me on IG. I'm showing you right here, Stein. And in it, he says, because I posted a picture, I posted a story of my ham that I purchased from the Honey Baked Ham Company that you seem to have no idea about. He says, Mark didn't know nothing about that on the podcast. And he just la- laughing, dying laughing. You got you to gotta check this out. And, and Michael Wright, my colleague over there at NBA.com, he sent me a picture. He listened to our pod, sent me a picture of his honey-baked ham that he purchased. And he said, Stein, gotta, he got to get on point. You got to find out about that. Now, Stein, you probably don't eat ham. I, am I safe? Is that is that? Yeah, it's not. Okay, uh, I got it's, it. It's, 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 it's not I get it. List. I wanted to make that clear. <laughs> But but I've been to, but as as uh, as my dear high school friend Dave Caceres reminded me I've been to many holiday parties of his back when we were younger when they had when they had honey baked ham so I've even been to events where it was served I just didn't understood didn't dive in. understood so I want to hey I'm, I'm doing that for you Stein letting the listeners know there's a reason you probably don't you're not that all that I gotta familiar check with out, honey baked ham so you already you already posted this to IG. I posted my honey baked ham to IG yesterday on, on my story, and so uh, I want to give well, a shout out to Carlos. You Garcia. know I am hope. You know I am hopeless when when the initials IG come into the conversation. I'm lost. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Hey, and I wish everybody out there again a non-violent Thanksgiving holiday week and weekend because we know when family gets together, hey, it, it gets. It gets there's turbulence sometimes. So, uh, you know, I just hope it, you know, all you do is, is have peace, love and, and good food and good company. So that's we'll what have I to get the report. Y'all. We'll have to get the report next time we do one of these on how it went. Oh, stop. I'm going to tell you right now. It, it, that ain't going down over here. It's going to be. Hey, for, oh, I'll let you know. I'll give you the report. I'll have an update. The post Thanksgiving um, episode. On how everything's went down. Yeah, we, at need the a, we need an exact Wasn't count it? of how many guests there were. Yep. Yeah. And and I'll give you exactly many times. How it all unfolded. How I held my tongue, didn't say anything, wanted to say something, how I looked at somebody crazy, but I didn't take it to the next level. Those things happen. It's family. You love them. It's family. It's all good. It's all good. I'm ready. All right, everyone. That is going to do it for this Thanksgiving edition of this league uncut. Chris and I will be back very early next week 
with our next episode. Of course, if you haven't already, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever, hashtag wherever you get your pods, you can do it. Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We are very thankful for everyone who listens and joins us every episode. Talk soon. And that'll do it for us. See you next time. This League Uncut is an iHeartRadio production. Boom shakalaka! Chris Haynes and Mark Stein! Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Only in theaters this Friday. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes Film.com to get tickets now. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply.